afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Take a look at a variety of different things in the market trade. No surprise, we came into a Monday. Some higher corn, beans, eh, it's lower on the wheat on the trade there. But as we look to the livestock side, not as pretty of a picture for the cattle. But hogs continue to see their push into that positive territory. A variety of things that we are going to hit on today in the market trade as Aaron Bertles joins us. He is with Crossroads Marketing. So we got to start out with, with this soybean side of the trade, Aaron. And I know we saw some higher numbers there, but I like the conversation we were having before we started this, that soybean really are a good representation of what we're seeing in the market right now. Yeah, they don't have a good short-term story. Brazil's really leading the charge on uh, exports, you know, really big time right now. I mean, they're moving a lot of soybeans to China. Uh, We've kind of gone through that phase for our business for the year. Maybe some of that will pick up again as you get later in the year once Brazil's kind of run through uh, what they have. They had a big crop, so they got plenty to bring to the table. And if you look at the vessels going there, it's a lot right now. So you don't really have that story for beans. Um, We kind of know the fundamental story for beans, so that's old news. Uh, So really the markets, you know, in looking at this, you know, beans up near the highs that we've seen today, and maybe they don't get through there, but they're certainly not going down. So you really look at this and you think the market's just really paying attention to the big picture story here, which is we don't have a, a lot of stocks. We don't have a lot of carry out. We're not expecting uh, to plant as many acres that are going to get us to a place uh, where we are going to feel more comfortable. So you just see the market really taking this big picture view of until we solve this problem, it doesn't look like it feels that comfortable going down to you know in a, an aggressive way. So as you look at the long term versus the short term, I mean, obviously, growers need to be looking uh, towards what we're seeing in the new crop, especially when it comes to the acre discussion. But what are some key factors in both areas that we should really be focusing on? Well, you've seen here lately the the new crop taking over, uh, especially in corn, uh, with that, you know, December really leading the charge here. Uh, but. The story still, and I think the biggest implication here right now is, is weather in Brazil. Uh, you know that that plant or that crop got planted late. People are, have had their eyes on it immediately because of the situation that we're already in. We really need Brazil overall to come through with a good sized crop to kind of take the pressure off of uh, this summer and this fall and what we need to produce. And right now, the areas that that they're watching closely are, are not getting enough rain, right? And the further you go into this, the less likely it is that they are going to get it because you get further and further into the dry season. And they got planted so late that this is something that people are going to be paying very close attention to. So I think that's the biggest factor today. But then you've also got the weather here uh, that's kind of pushing things, obviously, further down the road than we'd like. And I don't think anybody's that worried about us actually getting a crop planted, but it certainly does make people pay attention to the fact that we aren't going to have as much ability to add acres, which we desperately need to do given the small amount of acres that they told us we're planning on planting uh, in this last report. So you take those things into account, plus the weather in uh, North Dakota that's so dry and, and really limits the chances of them adding many acres, which North Dakota, not a big factor normally, but when you're looking at a year where every acre counts, Um, it's certainly hard to see them adding a whole lot when 70% of the state's in extreme drought. So obviously this next report that comes out isn't going to have as weighted of a factor, but as we get more and more into this growing season, I'm sure prevent plant and all those things are going to be factored into what we see in in the price action on these futures. Absolutely. I mean, people know the numbers here. It's not very often that you add enough, that you add a lot of acres, right? 
when you go into this next report at the end of June, it's much easier to lose acres than it is to add acres. So unless you're making an assumption that the acres are just wrong in the first place, which I'm sure a lot of people would like to have that argument, it's hard to imagine that we, we get ourselves into a point where acres are really going to solve the problem here. It just hasn't happened a lot in the past. So I think this market's in a place now where with the Brazilian stuff being a short-term thing, we need to keep the corn price at a level where China doesn't jump in and continue to buy because we're still in that time frame for us uh, where they're going to want to buy. Uh, you know, shipments are a little bit down this week, especially um, to try to keep up with what we have sold to them. So you could have some talk variously about, you know, do some of those uh, sales get shifted into new crop, but that's not going to outweigh uh, the short-term uh, effects right now of not having enough acres, uh, Brazil not really having ideal weather, uh, and us not having planted yet. Right, we're 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 behind pace, and you know, today I think they're expecting that we'll be nine percent planted. And again, I'm not worried about us getting the crop planted. It's just, can we add some more acres? Do we get it done fast enough to do that? So I, I know you said the weather, obviously, here and the coolness that we're seeing, the snow we're seeing, isn't such a big factor on the corn and the beans. But is it for this winter wheat at this point and just wheat in general with the negative trade we've seen in, out of Chicago? Probably more so. But when you take into account the dry weather up north um, you know, and the impact that it's going to have on that wheat crop there, uh, and I think overall, we're still probably sitting in a pretty decent place for a wheat crop. I mean, we've had some good late moisture here. Most of the people that I talk to say their crop looks pretty good. Uh, I would say overall, we're looking at a pretty good crop. But again, you know, we've had years where we've had disaster and the price just goes down and it's because it's more of a, a world commodity, right? So I don't know that that's going to have a huge impact on price right now. So what do we do uh, looking ahead? And before we wrap this up, it's kind of a quick, short question. But obviously what's going on in Brazil is going to continue to weigh a big factor. How much can we take to, to the bank on those numbers that's coming out of Brazil? Uh, not much. It's hard, right? And you're sitting in this place where until that forecast changes, you're probably going to continue to get some benefit here. Uh, but once it does, it's just like here, right? I mean, you, you could see some beneficial rains. But I think people, just because of our situation, are going to be concerned about that longer than they normally would be. All right. Well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we continue to take a look at what's happening in, in the market trade. And uh, we'll look at the livestock side as well as to what's been going on there. Aaron Bertels is joining us today. More is coming up. It is the Monday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue to have this conversation with Aaron Bertels. Aaron is with Crossroads Marketing. So we were left off talking about China and our China. We should talk about China, but we were talking about Brazil. And I made the comment about how much can we take in a grain of salt with the information. And you kind of brought up some interesting things of ways uh, the media are looking at what's happening right now in Brazil with, with their soybean crop, with their corn crop and maybe putting too much emphasis in one area versus another. Yeah, I think it's certainly, everybody should have doubts about what they hear as far as crop sizes or concerns coming out of South America, right? We've seen that over and over again, where we've had these concerns and then they have a big crop. Um, this year though, we've seen the same thing, right? And it just hasn't mattered. I, I mean, I think everybody can remember all the concerns we had for Argentina and their corn crop and how dry it was and their bean crop and how dry it was and uh, Brazil's bean crop and how dry certain parts of Brazil were and that crop's really going downhill. Well, 
that didn't really happen. I mean, Brazil's crop got bigger. Uh, they're exporting a ton of beans, but where's the price, right? None of that mattered. Those were all bullish headlines that, you know, we were all looking at and saying, okay, well, that's why the price is still here. Uh, okay, this is happening. That's why the price is still here. And I'm not sure that's why the price was there. You know, it, it didn't matter once we finally realized that those places ended up with pretty good crops. So when you look at the situation in Brazil right now with uh, the weather there, and while it's it's something that you have to pay attention to and could add to the bullishness, it may just be an addition, right? It may not matter if they actually come out with a decent sized crop, and it especially may not matter actually this summer, right? Because this summer is still about, are we gonna plant enough acres? Are we gonna grow a good enough crop on those acres to put us put ourselves into a place uh, where we feel more comfortable with our carryout? Um, Brazil's gonna be an impact to that uh, and how comfort, comfortable that will feel, but it may not matter whether they end up growing it or not. It may just add to the already bullish situation. We've seen a downtrend within the dollar. Shouldn't that come as an advantage to us to get some more export movements? It should, but you're still in this place where you've been for quite a while. We had a little bit of an uptick, um, you know, a, a small rally off the lows. Now you're back kind of towards the, the lower end of the trading range that we've been in. I don't know that that's going to have a huge impact. I think it's more about need right now. You know, it has been about need for the last three or four months. And so while the dollar is helpful, uh, and makes it an easier decision for them. I still think that they're in a place and they're buying based upon need. And you know, you you've seen them. I mean, our our exports from Jan through March to China are up over like 400 percent from last year, right? So uh, I think they would have done that no matter where the dollar was, right? To some extent, it's just a it's been a need based buying that you've seen. Looking at, uh, before we switch over to livestock, did want to talk about this whole infrastructure. Um, you were talking earlier, some senators are trying to get ethanol put into this infrastructure plan. Short term, long term, what could this mean for our corn market? Yeah, everybody wants a piece of the cake, right? It's, uh, you know, they're they're trying to get ethanol pushed in here, and the argument is, is sound. It's, you know, the Biden administration would really like to see electric cars become a bigger impact um, nationwide or worldwide. And the senators that are proposing this bill um, to get ethanol, you know, infrastructure included in this are making the argument that this would be a much bigger, quicker impact to carbon emissions uh, than electric cars would be. Right. So uh, they'd like to see that become a bigger um, aspect of this. And, you know, it's a it's a good argument. It's a, a good story. I don't know that there's a lot of um, I don't know what kind of progress they're really making with the Biden administration in these discussions, but it would certainly be a big impact over the next couple of years if, if there were some big plans to to kind of put that in as a you know stopgap in between what the Biden administration would like to see with electric vehicles. It's going to make for an interesting story as it continues to brew. Yeah, absolutely. It will be something to watch. I mean, the, the arguments and the numbers that they can throw out there are pretty powerful. So if the Biden administration is serious about wanting to lower carbon emissions quickly, uh, it's going to be a tough one for them to just totally ignore. Let's go over to the livestock side, Aaron. And I know there's a nice rally that's been taking place within this hog market. What are your thoughts, especially after coming off of a week like we did last week? Yeah, they were looking really bad last week and closed poorly. A lot of people thought that that would probably continue. We had somewhat of a, a complete reversal today. Um, 
you know, which is a good sign, you know, and I think the fundamentals are still good. We, we've had that market get, you know, way ahead of itself, but with the little information that we really know coming out of China about uh, the continuing ASF problems there, it just seems like it's going to be difficult for that market to fall apart. Um, it seems like breaks will be bought. And I, I'm surprised with what cattle are doing here, you know, and, and the negative uh, markets we've seen. I think we have nine sessions in a row that we, that now have been lower. Um, you know, you've gone through the moving averages. You've, you've cut through some of these places, which is just added to the selling. Um, but I would expect that we're going to find some support here within the next dollar or so to be able to uh, turn this thing around. Because long term, I'm still very friendly to the cattle market. I think. Good. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? You can give me a call at 402-309-3171 or email me at abertles at crossroadsml.com. And that is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.